We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. going on everybody welcome to another edition here the week three edition of the dfs power grid the football guys dfs power grid it is presented by rotogrinders.com i'm dan bach of rotogrinders joining me as they normally do each and every week we got phil alexander in the top right corner we got devin knox top left and john tippin pick lee in the lower left corner with you today and uh we appreciate you guys giving us a watch, giving us a listen, whatever platform you're catching us on. Always leave a review, give us a thumbs up, and be sure to leave any feedback because, you know, I went to the YouTube comments this past week, and I'm not a YouTube That's a dangerous game. Guy. Oh, that is. <laughs> and, and I, am, I am typically do not wade into those waters. But since I did, I'm going to take some of that feedback here. And the first bit of feedback we have is, John, tell us what you're drinking. So, John, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I've got a – it's a local brewery, um, Hidden River. You'll look it up online, and it's a double IPA called House uh, from Douglasville, Pennsylvania. It's amazing. Okay, there we go. And then the other bit of feedback was the new guy talks too much, and I'm the new guy, so <laughs> – I guess I got to talk a little bit less. We'll see. But we are also going to try and review uh, some of the, uh, the, the positions uh, at the end of each conversation. So, uh, again, appreciate you guys joining us here tonight. Let's get into this week three. 
Um, but before we do real quick week two, we started to do a four man contest and the big winner last week was tip and pick as sad as it is to say it was preseason. We're just getting warmed up. I mean, I had no Cooper cup, so I had no chance. I even tried to like swap out and, and be alive. Didn't work. So I probably finished last. It's I, like when I the knew. Lions went 4-0 and in preseason and then 0-16 in the regular <laughs> season. So congrats, John. You got your one win out of the way. But I also feel like he cheated. And I feel oh. bad calling him on this because the guy he played got like one fantasy point. But he was like, James O'Shaughnessy, play him in cash. And sure enough, we have our four-man contest. And he didn't play James O'Shaughnessy. What's the point of being passionate about a pick, John, if you're not going to play him? integrity play it back next week or last week or whatever you want to look at it i said james o'shaughnessy and tyler higby are both cash game worthy and it depends on how you build your lineups and i went with tyler higby and i'll also point out that uh o'shaughnessy he got hurt in the first half if i if i'm not mistaken well just we're on to week three okay (laughs) we're on to week three all right well uh, i had to give you a little grief for that let's get into it on credit yeah, that's right. Way too much. Yeah, we gotta of that. get we gotta get past that. Uh, all right, week three, we've got um, pretty good slate of games here. The one thing we talked about pre-show is I think there's a lot of injuries. We're gonna touch on that and recording this on Thursday night still up in the air. So the slate could definitely flip a little bit depending on if some of these big name guys do not play. So definitely be sure if you're not a football guy subscriber already, make sure you get on over there and you are number one and at least sign up for that mailing list as well because they'll keep you up to date i love getting these emails from joe and they always come from joe bryant too i love it and it gives me a full rundown of all the stuff that's happening and uh they do a really great job over there at football guys so check that out um john let's get into the totals here for this week uh a bunch of games over 50 this week so uh, what do we got yeah, some really nice games this week on the schedule. You know, I think there's 13 games total, and five of them have uh, uh, Vegas totals over 50 points. You got the Chargers, the Chiefs, which could be a, a real shootout. You got, you know, Justin Herbert against uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes there, um, and, and Mahomes has a 31 point implied team total. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about it, but I was actually surprised looking at some of the early numbers in terms of percent rostered. Uh, way, way too low, in, in my opinion, on some of those players in that game. Game I really like is the Seahawks at Vikings. These are both offenses that can really light it up. And there's some uh, injury uh, indications, as you already pointed out, Dan, with uh, the running back situation there in Minnesota. We'll talk about how to handle that in just a bit. The Bucks at the Rams. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady and, and Matt Stafford, who disappointed me at some level last week, didn't quite pay off. Uh, but I, he was one of my highest uh, roster players last week, and I might be going back to the well again this week uh, with with him in that game. And then and then you've got your Jaguars hosting the Arizona Cardinals with a 52 and a half points Vegas total. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is somewhat attractive, very attractive in GPPs this week. We'll talk about him and uh, how to handle that game. And then lastly, the Ravens and the Lions. Uh, the Ravens and the Lions. Who would have thought Baltimore and Detroit could be uh, putting up points? And yet here we are talking about uh, how to handle that game. Um, as far as uh, defenses this week, you know, maybe we haven't talked about this at all, but Denver um, has a, uh, a good matchup against the Jets. Uh, 
the Jets are only supposed to score 15 and a half points. And this is coming off a week where Zach Wilson, uh, highly touted rookie, threw four interceptions. Maybe you go with the chalk this week and uh, roster up those Denver Broncos and hope for a pick six or something. But uh, I, I, I love the slate. Um, we talked a little bit earlier before the show. Tough build this week. Um, a lot of different ways to go. And um, it's the reason that people are tuned in. So uh, let's get to it. Is this the week that Zach Wilson starts seeing ghosts? Because it was about that time when Sam Darnold started seeing them. It, it very well could be. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. get into it. I mean, I think the interesting thing to, to lead off here is that this is a week where we're already seeing major turnover in the quarterback position here, Devin. And uh, we, it's, you know, there's, there's a guy that we've all been waiting for in – Justin Fields to be a starter. We were all in disbelief that, you know, Nagy would put Dalton in that position, but sure enough, he had Dalton not going to go this week. It is Justin Fields's job this week, at least against Cleveland. Uh, and there's a few other positions to talk about as well at quarterback where we've got changeover, but I want to touch up on this one first. How optimistic are you about Fields this week going against your Brownies you know, all the hype yeah. around him. I mean, this is tough because you're Ohio State and you're Cleveland. So yeah. something's got to give here, Devin. So I feel a little qualified to answer this one. Um, <laughs> Justin Fields went to Ohio State, big Ohio State fan. I was at the Brown, I was at the Bears Bengals game last week, Browns fan. So um, now that I've given you my 10 second resume, I'm not touching Justin Fields this week. I, I, I simply can't do it. it he's, um, the problem is at 5,200, Daniel Jones is only $600 more. And Daniel Jones has been like a, a renaissance player that's coming out of nowhere, facing an awful Atlanta Falcons defense that he's going to be able to move the ball much more effectively than Justin Fields. A lot of people are going to want to take Justin Fields because he is that shiny new car. He still has a lot of like growing to do. He missed several wide open receivers. Um, I think the edge, like if I think about him scrambling, he's going to have to deal with Clowney and Garrett on the edge. Like there's not a lot of opportunity to run. Maybe they get too aggressive and he, he busts a long one, but they're going to make him throw. And, and I'm not confident that he's able to beat this defense throwing just yet. So when you say you're not on him, are you like completely Xing him out of the GPP pool as well? I am. Yeah. I think, well, I think he'll be too popular. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'll be curious to see where that ownership comes in um, for sure. And you mentioned Daniel Jones, and let's go to New York for this one, Phil. You know, Roto-Grinders lineup HQ tool, it's phenomenal. I love it because you get the, play, the experts' picks right in the actual optimizer. And I've got three dots I'm staring at on Daniel Jones, which means that there's a number of people who are excited about playing him. Well, it sounds like Devin is, are you? I think I understand the case for why he's a, a good play at 5,800. He's running this year, right? So as long as that continues to be the case, uh, he's got a bit of that upside that some of these top Russian quarterbacks have, and he has it as a, at a fraction of the price. He's got Atlanta on the slate, uh, their defense is terrible, and they've been getting killed by the pass. So if there ever was a time for Daniel Jones, um, I could definitely see it in cash games. Um, 
I don't, I don't think I mind Fields in cash either at 5,200. I think he's going to rush enough to, to give you a floor. Um, he scrambles a ton, uh, but I should probably qualify all that with I don't play cash games, and uh, this is all theoretical. Um, well, guess what? You play a four-man versus us, and it sounds and I like you just— and it sounds like you just agreed to play Justin Fields this week by the sound <laughs> of this conversation. Um, John, where do you fall on this one? Because I think it's it's an interesting question. And, and you know, I think it is a it is a I think in GPP, you can almost make a case for anybody. But in cash games, is it worth saving that maybe thirteen hundred off of a Justin Herbert, for example, to play Justin Fields? Like, are you getting an upgrade somewhere else enough? that quantifies the risk that Fields clearly still has? Because I agree with Devin a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lock him into my cash games as of tonight. Uh, 5,200, he's going to run. Uh, you need three, three and a half X at that quarterback position, which means he needs 17, 18 points. And, um, you know, and the running back position is where I want to spend up. It, you know, it, part of this is about the build, right? Um, so, so if I spend down a quarterback, I can spend up at running back. Um, and, and I'm not going in between, by the way, if I don't spend down, uh, at 5,200 and, and by the way, I'm going to come back to Daniel Jones in a second, but, uh, Lamar Jackson's the guy I want to go to, uh, pay 7,800. The guy, the guy is, I mean, he's, he's, he's the, the type of guy that's going to get you the three, three point bonus on, on rushing because they're. You know, he continues to do it uh, or, or just miss it each week. And they don't have a big backfield there. And um, they've got an implied team total of 29 points. So I, I see him getting into the end zone once himself and potentially getting a, a, a 100 yards. So uh, Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields. The reason I don't think Daniel Jones is cash game viable, and to be fair to, to Devin, he is the top guy in terms of points per dollar on my charts uh, tonight. Uh, the reason I don't like it is because I can't guarantee he's going to be the runner that the other two quarterbacks we've talked about are. Uh, he's done it so far, but then Saquon Barkley hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. So you've got to think there's some negative regression in both ways coming where uh, Saquon gets those touchdowns and maybe Daniel Jones backs away a little bit. So for me, it, it's uh, it's potentially a little bit of fool's gold. But I do like um, looking over Rotogrinder's uh, uh, projected ownership. I think you got him around four percent. I don't know, Devin, if we have him similar. For who? Uh, that makes that makes Daniel Jones a really nice GPP play. I have Jones at seven on Fan FanDuel and eight on DraftKings. Yeah, we got four on FanDuel and uh, seven on DraftKings early in the week, as we always say things. Things change on news. My, my worry, my worry for Fields is—is is he going to run in the in the red zone? I think, I think he will. He already, he already I, I has, he right? I mean, but preseason. Well, you're right. This year too. And yeah. no, in, in week one, I think yeah. they brought him yeah. in and he scored a touchdown. If I'm yeah, not but, mistaken. Yeah. As a backup, is that different? Because Chase, no. their season is no. done if he gets hurt. No, it doesn't. No. I mean, those plays already exist. Why wouldn't they run him, whether he's the starter or the backup? I, like, I think they give it to David Montgomery more in the red zone. But um, he didn't look but, fast. It, my problem with Fields on the edge, he didn't look like he was a 4-4 guy. He had 10 carries for 30 yards against the Bengals, and he had some angles that he got caught on. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of pessimistic just how much burst this guy actually has as far as he's not Lamar Jackson. 
He yeah. doesn't have that like. No, but we agree. You look at his forty time, and you would think that he should be, but he's not that guy. So that that he's not Kyler. Like he's a he's an okay. Josh runner. Allen kind of like I mean it, like a little faster than Josh Allen, yeah. but that style of runner. I think. but if I if I look at Daniel Jones, he had four he had four yards less rushing than Josh Allen last year. And he's rushing more this year. So, I, you know, is he going to continue this touchdown pace? No, he's not. He's not. But at 5,800, I think the price is too cheap. If you want to play fields, play him on, on FanDuel at 6,500. I think you get a bigger discount there than you do on DraftKings. Um, but I, I agree with John. I love Lamar Jackson this week. I love Kyler Murray, but he's, a, he's too expensive. I'm looking to play run, running quarterbacks. I think that's going to be a trend for most of this year. It has been the past couple of years and that like Mahomes doesn't dominate the, the rankings as much as he should. So um, Lamar Jackson's in a fantastic spot. The health is a little, he's Ill, Ill or something, but when he's ill, I go back to that Cleveland game last year where he went to the locker room and Trace McSorley came in with gastrointestinal problems and he dominated <laughs> that fourth quarter. So um, whether or not that was real, who knows, but uh, Lamar Jackson should be fine this week. Against Detroit, I think that's a very safe play. Phil, uh, you like to get kind of out there a little bit. And this week, we can get out there because Carson Wentz looks like he's not going to play. I mean, he's got not one but two busted up ankles this week. Um, There's still some question marks on who's going to start. I mean, there's some talk that it's going to be Eason. And then Brett Hundley today took a lot of uh, reps in practice. And then we also have Tua, who is out. Jacoby Brissett's going to start 4.9K against a, a Las Vegas team, which I think is due for a little bit of regression here. I mean, they've, they're 2-0. People are excited about them. Um, but with a full week of practice, can we get behind a sub-5K Brissett on DraftKings in tournaments? No. Take both of those guys and fire them directly into the sun. What 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 do you want to do with them? Uh, they're going to give you 230 yards, one touchdown, two picks. That's that's the baseline, and there's very little upside from there. And, and when you compare what you're getting there at uh, at 4900 or sub 5k uh, to what you would get from Fields at 5200 or even Jones at 5800, I just don't see it. Um, and, and if there's one reason why I don't see it with Jones and Fields, it's because of all of the guys that uh, that Devin mentioned and all of the high totals that John mentioned. You've got Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. Um, these guys are in tremendous spots, and I think in, in tournaments you'd be better served uh, to play them. You know, quarterbacks never get too chalky in and of themselves anyway. And, um, you know, just get unique uh, in your lineups elsewhere. Uh, I'll throw out there, if there's one guy that I'm looking at that I think might qualify as contrarian this week that does have the same ceiling, it's probably Josh Allen, uh, who's been under 20 points in consecutive weeks. And I have to imagine, you know, he's still priced up at 7,000 that people are going to look elsewhere. Uh, but, you know, the Steelers game plan for him really well in week one, but he still had 51 pass attempts. Uh, last week, they only threw 33 times, and there was some variance with rushing touchdowns going to the running backs. Uh, but that was also a 35-0 blowout, so he didn't have to uh, put the, the offense on his shoulders. 
they've got a solid implied total this week, a little bit over 26. And I think the perception of Washington is as a, uh, a difficult defensive matchup to go against for quarterbacks, but they've looked suspect against Justin Herbert and Daniel Jones. I, I do like the idea of um, going to Allen Diggs, running it back with either Gibson or McLaurin. Uh, and and starting a tournament lineup that way, uh, and then I'll I'll turn it over to John for Trevor Lawrence because he's the next guy on my list. Yeah, I mean I I love Trevor Lawrence this week. You know I a lot of uh, the way that my model works is that my wide receiver, basically my receivers, not just wide receiver, but also tight ends, uh, the exposure that I'll have to those individuals really drives what I do at the quarterback position and. Um, in, in my early look at uh, kind of how things all come together, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones, and we'll talk about them in a bit, but those guys come up pretty high for me. And as a result of them coming up high, then Trevor Lawrence has to be high as well. He's 5,500, and the, and the Jags have an implied team total of about 23 points. Um, and it's, you know, it's, we talked about this, I think, the first two weeks. If you can pick that team that's kind of in that mid-range that's under-owned, and they, they put up 28 points. And we know on the other side that Arizona is going to put up points because they've looked phenomenal on offense. Uh, this could be a shootout that goes back and forth. Neither one of them have shown a really strong defense to date. Um, I like this game a lot. And, um, you know, and for what it's worth, Trevor, uh, he's been a bit errant. I think I saw recently on Twitter that he's thrown more uncatchable passes than anybody. And we know he's thrown a number of interceptions at this point. If he puts himself in bad position by throwing an INT in his own in his own territory, that only helps you in a GPP situation because you know he's going to be firing later in the game. So uh, he he's a guy that I really like at 5,500. Um, other guys I like, uh, Patrick Mahomes at 8,200. I think everybody's going to – not everybody, but I think he'll go under, under-owned this week compared to where he has been in the past for some of – the reasons we haven't brought him up yet, right? I mean, we're, we're 10 minutes, uh, 15 minutes in the show. Nobody's even talked about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think that he's a guy that I want to be looking at this week. Um, and then uh, the last one I'll close with is Kirk Cousins. Um, if Dalvin Cook slash Alex Madison, and we'll talk about them in just a moment, uh, if those guys get up there in uh, percent rostered in terms of uh, popularity, I think the, the real leverage move there is to go with the passing game because we've seen it and it's strong this year. KJ Osborne uh, kind of sneaky at 3,500. And then you've got two world-class receivers and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So a lot to like this week in the GPP space at the position. Can I throw right, one Devin. more name out there? Yeah. Do, do you guys have any interest in a quarterback at 5,200 facing the worst deep, worst pass defense in football? Jared Goff? No. Derek Carr threw for 435 yards against this Derek team. Derek Carr is not that bad. Actually. Jared Goff has looked pretty good. I mean, uh, the team's horrible, but he threw for 338 and three against San Francisco. He threw for 246 and you two know what? against go Green ahead. Bay. You, you, you go ahead and play Jared Goff in our four man against. Uh, I'm against not saying that, but he's, he's okay, going to be right ahead. Than, he's going to be like 0.3 percent rostered, like. Who are you stacking him with? Is it Hawkinson? I mean, yeah, because they they don't have a quality receiver there. That Cephas, has... come on, DeAndre Swift. See, well, yeah, there we go. I, that's the, you just answer your question. Like all those guys yeah. are scrubs. I mean, Hawkinson's good, but uh, yeah, I got Swift? a quick question. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Devin. Okay. 
Yeah. I'm guessing you haven't seen this because I think they just dropped. What do you think the passing prop and the rushing prop on Justin Fields is for this week? Rushing is 38 and a half. Passing is 210. Uh, pretty close on the passing. Uh, 207 on some books, 216 in another. So we'll say you nailed it in the middle. The rushing prop is at over 50 yards wow. on every book right now. Wow. So uh, that's a that's a pretty dramatic number. And again, sportsbooks don't always get it right, especially like the first start. Like they, they yeah. can they can be wrong about these things. But I found yeah. that kind of intriguing to look at those uh, those prop numbers for those players. All right, let's get uh, moving again. If you're joining us on YouTube, leave us a comment. Give us a thumbs up. Hit that little bell. And more importantly, become a subscriber over to Football Guys or to Roto Grinders. Uh, we got a great tool called Gridiron IQ that gives you basically everything you need to know under the sun regarding snap shares and uh, air yards and everything. It goes game by game. Um, Football Guys also has a nice setup where they uh, where they also have those same st- statistics all done by position. Really good stuff. So check it out. Football Guys and Rotogrinders.com. We're excited to bring you this show each and every week. All right. Running back position. And we got some injuries here. Dalvin Cook did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. So, you know, obviously he's one of the few big name backs we have on this slate. And that's the other story to kind of tell is there's no Christian McCaffrey here. You've got Kamara kind of coming off a dud against a tough New England defense. Maybe not the great spot. And then Dalvin Cook, if he would sit, talking about high price running backs, kind of thin here on this slate. So we'll have to see on his status. Josh Jacobs uh, did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. And Darrell Henderson did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, And, of course, he's had a pretty good start to this season. So those are the injury situations to look at. But um, start with Devin here. You know, I think this is an interesting week because we've got some guys that look either like really good values or really big traps. And each site has particular players to discuss and on DraftKings, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is 4.8K on DK. And on FanDuel, Saquon Barkley is the same price as Corderell Patterson at 6K. What do we do with these guys? Are these traps or are these values on guys who haven't performed up to the expectation and it's coming? What do you think? Yeah, I have more confidence in Saquon on FanDuel than I do with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I, I think it's going to be – it's not going to quite be the Najee Harris situation like last week, but uh, I think he's going to be popular, especially in cash games. My problem with him, he's not catching the ball. He has three targets all season. And if he's only getting 12 to 13 carries per game, how valuable is he? Are they going to start running the ball more with him? Maybe. But we just talked about a quarterback who's 5,200, and we talked about a quarterback who's 5,800. I don't know that I'm burning a roster spot this week on Clyde Edwards-Elaire. Um, I'll let I'll so, let someone else make that mistake. So you're paying up for Derrick Henry then, I'm basically hearing on this. Because, I, I mean, I guess Dalvin Cook's playable, but we don't know whether he's even going to play. And I – Kamara at AK, I don't think is anybody that everybody's excited to play. So is is Henry the high price guy you want? He 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 is. I I think that going up against Indianapolis, I mean, look, Derrick Henry is as it's hard to say after even his week one where he had like 
nine carries for six yards at halftime. He ended up with like 60 yards. You're not going to get an Alvin Kamara week where he has like two points. Um, I, I look at, I look at Derrick Henry. I look at um, Austin Eckler against Kansas city. I think he's in a pretty good spot this week. We saw this Kansas city run defense. They have no linebacker play whatsoever. Um, Last week they were run all over against Baltimore. And then Antonio Gibson, we touched a little bit on at 5,900. I think the price is too low for Gibson. He's, you know, he has 33 carries on the season. Um, He's topped top 90 yards in one of those games against the Chargers and he's caught five passes. So if he's catching two to three balls, I think he's incredibly interesting this week. Um, I, I just can't, I just can't do the Clyde Edwards Elair thing. I'd love an argument to convince me that I'm wrong um, because at the price is really, really good, but there's some wide receivers that I like at to try and save some money. And at the quarterback position, you know, we talked about spending down as well. So I, I don't know that I'm And then TJ Hawkinson's like free this week on DraftKings. So um, I don't know that I need to spend down this week at the running back position, but I'll turn it to John or Phil and see you well, guys' thoughts. Let me go to Phil here real quick. Cause a couple things, first off, uh, you know, again, early in the week, there's not like ridiculous chalk popping here at running back position. So this isn't like the previous weeks where we're going to have 20% guys um, that, you know, you can maybe fade in tournaments. And I got to ask you, did you have any Derrick Henry last week? Because I can't remember a situation where this guy was sub 5% last week and then now is looking to be like over 20% this week on FanDuel. It's not like that matchup versus Seattle was like a bad one last week. Like that felt like a Phil special to go in and get a low-owned Derrick Henry. Did you have any of them last week? And, and give me a rundown at the running back position this week. No, unfortunately, 0% Derrick Henry last week, and I had a couple of tournament lineups that were climbing the standings and getting inside the top 50, and I had a lot of PMR left, and then Derrick Henry just took a, a steamroller right over all of them. And um, he, he's like the, the classic back that does that three or four times a year, especially on DraftKings where nobody wants to play him because – the perception, at least until this year, has always been that he doesn't catch passes. And that's what I'm I'm really curious about. Um, as far as playing him this week goes, where I think he's going to be popular, I don't think that the game script is going to call on the Titans to, to throw to him anymore, uh, especially if Jacob Eason or even, you know, two sprained ankles, Carson Wentz uh, is, is the quarterback for the Colts. Um, If Cook wasn't already injured, I I think he would be the clear high-priced play over Henry, at least on DraftKings. Uh, But, you know, with the injury and with the fact that, like you said, there really isn't clear chalk, uh, it makes it really hard this week. But overall, I think I'm, I'm, I'm slightly fading Henry because of the game environment. I think that there are better games uh, to target running backs in. And uh, one of those, Devin mentioned, Austin Eckler, uh, where does Roto-Grinders have his uh, percent roster projection right now? We're at 10% on DraftKings, which is where you'd probably want to play him. Right. Yeah, and and that's definitely the case. And Devin, football guys, has him in the same bucket? I have him up, I have him up at 17, but it's Thursday, so it's, there's a lot okay. that can... 
Yeah, yeah. Like uh, if I, Cook doesn't play, I think he's definitely going to pop because right now we got Cook at seventeen. Which if he doesn't, you know, that's yeah, no question. Out. In in the early rough numbers that I threw together, I would have pegged him around eight. Um, and and at that percent rostered, I was getting really excited because, like Devin said, a the path of least resistance against Kansas City uh, is definitely on the ground. Uh, and B, you know, we kind of saw from Eckler in week one, something that we really wanted to see. And that was all four of the team's running back touches from inside the 10 yard line. We didn't see the receptions because the receivers were getting open. But then last week we saw the return of the Austin Eckler that we know and love. And that was the nine targets, nine catches, 61 yards. Um, so in a, in a game script where I think the chargers are going to be playing from behind, and I think a lot of points are going to go on the board for both sides. Um, I think we could finally get the best of both worlds and have one of those games where Eckler really goes off. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that he remains a, a little bit below the radar. But I guess by the end of the week, there's a chance that it'll end up um, a little bit closer to where Devin has him now. And then the other one that I was looking at for tournaments, uh, you know, maybe Devin could chime in on this one too, because it's a, a Cleveland play. I know that Nick Chubb uh, isn't usually a popular play, especially on DraftKings because of the full PPR scoring. Uh, but Odell Beckham is iffy at this point, right? He's going to play. He might be on a pitch count. He might not play. We're getting all sorts of different reports. Uh, Jarvis Landry, we know is on IR, We've got that Cleveland team with a total that's over 26. How else do they get to that number? And against the Bears... I like Bears, the other running back. I like Kareem Hunt this week. You like Hunt. See, see, my thought was that... I guess it all depends on who happens to be in the game when those goal line carries come about. And it could really be either or. So I guess that might be a good way of saying... Uh, play a Cleveland running back or at least sprinkle both of them in because I, I think that with a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road we could see some short scoring opportunities uh, materialize for the Browns all right this is the part of the show where we go to John to tell us to play Chase Edmonds um, is, is that <laughs> is that is that happening again for the third consecutive week John yeah, it, it makes me laugh. You know, the first week I I, I think I was the, had the the best uh, ROI. The second week I beat all of you, and I'm still the guy who takes who takes the uh, the most ribbing on the show. Uh, but it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, take take the Minnesota running back, whoever plays, um, unless you hear at some level that's uh, that um, Dalvin even Cook if is going to plays. Even if Cook plays, you you play him. Um, I. He, Unless you unless you hear that he's on a pitch count or he's uh, going to be limited in in some fashion, uh, the big you know the big thing is going to be monitoring him on practice on Friday. Um, if if he doesn't practice Friday and were to play on Sunday, which I think is highly improbable, then maybe you back away from that a little bit. That's like um, worst case scenario. Then you it's an avoid. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I but I don't see that happening. I think he either practices on Friday. And then you play him on Sunday, assuming he's active, or he doesn't practice on Friday, and Alex Madison immediately becomes the chalk of the slate. I mean, he'll be 35, 40% owned, I, yeah. is my, my guess. Um, and you, I don't him. think he'll be 40% on DraftKings. I'll say that right now at 6K, I don't think he'll be 40% owned. 
I think it'll be high twenties. Yeah, that might be. That might be. Right. Forty well, is. A, there's a difference. There's a difference, John. There, there's a difference. All right. Uh, so play, play the running back uh, in that game. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think, is is a guy that you need to play. Uh, he's not going to catch the number of passes he caught last week, but eighty six hundred. He's too cheap, or not too cheap, but he, but he's uh, he's the right guy you want to you go with. And then um, for cash, I, I I don't know where we landed with this, but I don't I don't hate Clyde Edwards Alaire at forty eight hundred. Um, I do think that's too cheap. He's the the third biggest value on the board for me. Uh, the guys ahead of him, I just can't get behind. Um, and, and I actually, I'm going to throw this back to you, uh, to all of you. The the number one running back on my board right now, and and I I can't do it, is Mike Davis at 5100 in terms of points per dollar. So bad. Uh, yeah, Cordero but, Patterson's going to take that job. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's getting it right. I mean, it, it's it, it's it's in the notes. I mean, especially if uh, if Russell Gage if Russell Gage doesn't play, and it looks like he's not going to. Corderell could be a sneaky. We didn't even talk about him, but he could be sneaky no. because he, he's going to get not on the field no, enough. Not for not for cash games. For, for okay. GPPs, uh, I mean, didn't he have didn't he have like fourteen touches last week or something like that? Yeah, he was I mean, only on the field for thirty three percent of the snaps. So if that somehow increases twenty four snaps, I think he had fourteen touches. So if that increases, then you know he could be a Russell, gold mine. Russell Gage did, uh, played last week, so if he's off the field, you got to think that Corderell's routes run goes up, and they're going to continue to use him in the backfield, as we saw. Um, that said, Mike Davis, I, I got to put it out there: as of Thursday night, is the number one value on my board in terms of points per dollar. I can't play him, but I got to throw it out there just in case somebody wants to be crazy. I mean, sixteen and eighteen touches the first two games, and you could not have asked for like worst game scripts in terms of the fact that they were playing so far behind in that game. Maybe they, maybe Atlanta shows up and competes. And, and I mean, I've got so much of him in best ball this year that I hope you're right, John, um, <laughs> but you're right. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's even a thin play. Cause we even got like 11% on our pwn on him again, early in the week, but it's just like everything that could go wrong has to this point. But I think he's an interesting name to bring up. Uh, for sure. Is Najee Harris dead to us? Yes. Probably shouldn't be, but he I mean, probably I can't, is. His price keeps going up. I can't do it. Their offensive line is too bad, but I don't know. He got five receptions, 43, bailed him out with yeah. that touchdown last week. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's do a recap. So FanDuel, I think it's easy. Kamara's 8K, Barkley's 6K. You can get both of them for 14. That's the lowest price you'll ever get those two for me in cash. I'm looking at Eckler. I'm looking at Henry and I'm looking at Antonio Gibson. I'm avoiding Clyde Edwards. Elaire. Uh, see you. I just need to not host the show because you did exactly what I was supposed to do and recap the position. And we forgot to do it at the quarterback spot. So Devin bailed right. us out here. Um, I'm just protecting yeah. the YouTube comments. Like I, I was going to say, the YouTube commenters <laughs> are going to be excited that you did that. I, I think that's, I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, let me just throw one GPP name out that I think is somewhat interesting. And God, I know their, their team looks like a mess. Their quarterback position's a mess, but Jonathan Taylor is going to get going at some point in time. Tennessee's defense is absolutely miserable. 
Carson didn't run well, but he did score two touchdowns last week. And uh, we're at 23 and 16 touches for him the first two weeks. Taylor, he's going to have some big games. This could easily be one of them if it's a shootout. I don't mind him in tournaments. So there we go. Okay, let's uh, move on to wide receiver before we do hit that subscribe button. If you leave a comment, leave a nice one. Okay, I ventured in last week, and people are like, the, the new guy talks too much. Oh, man, be nice. Say, like, he had a nice shine on his on his bald head or something. Say he has the best hairdo on the show. His golf shirt looked nice. Give me something. Give me a compliment in those comments. Or if you're listening to this podcast on the Roto-Grinders um, podcast feed or the Audible, leave a review as well. That helps us, uh, both of us, do well in terms of trying to get uh, more eyeballs and ears on our show. So thank you so much for uh, checking us out. Okay, wide receiver position. Still on the injury front, some question marks. Antonio Brown, COVID. We should know probably by tomorrow whether or not he's going to play this week. But as of right now, it's still kind of up in the air. Personally, don't think he's going to play. Landry, he is out. T. Higgins did not practice yesterday or today. Uh, Deontay Johnson did not practice yesterday or today. Of course, recording this on Thursday. Uh, So obviously, those wide receiver positions kind of crowded as is, but more opportunities for guys like Juju, uh, Claypool, Boyd, Chase, if those guys are out. And then Russell Gage, as John mentioned, also might not be playing this week. Uh, I want to kind of start with underperforming studs here, though, Devin, because I'm looking at this season and a lot of guys who were super reliable last year have not been great so far. We've got Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, uh, AJ Brown, and Calvin Ridley. Not a single one of those four guys have cracked 20 DraftKings points this week, and that's something that they were doing consistently last year. The prices have kind of plummeted a little bit on this guy. On these guys, do you have a favorite of these kind of big name studs, first, second round picks in your season long leagues, who eventually we know are going to explode? Is it this week? And kind of talk me through that grouping yeah. of uh, guys. I don't think I'm going to go there in cash, but Calvin Ridley is my favorite guy of the of the group. My problem with DK Metcalf is like he was sort of figured out at the back half of last year too, where it's like, Hey, he runs really fast and really straight. And he's a great deep ball receiver. Uh, I know he's more than that, but if you can shut down the deep ball, he loses quite a bit of value with Minnesota's safeties. Like with Harrison Smith, I think that they'll shadow him for most of the game. Not saying that, you know, one play for DK could turn the entire game. Diggs is only in play if you're stacking Josh Allen. Um, But do we need to go there if Cooper Cup is 6,800 and cheaper than all of them? Like, do we just play this guy at this point? I mean, 36 and 23 DraftKings points the first two weeks. I think he's like a cash lock for everybody. I agree. Um, So I I think he's the first name that I'm I'm clicking on. And then – I'm going to steal John's thunder a little bit. Uh, Marvin Jones, I think, is an excellent spot this week at 4,900. Um, sort of like an undervalued receiver that never really gets credit, maybe because his name is Marvin. I don't I don't really know. Um, but, I mean, he's I, – I, I think somebody called it out last week that he's the number one guy in, in Tampa – or in Jacksonville – and he's had 77 yards and a touchdown and 55 yards and a touchdown, 11 catches in his first two games. So 
Um, at 4,900, he's too cheap, um, especially in a positive game script. Um, and then I'll go one really cheap receiver. I'll leave some of these guys to, to the other group, but Darnell Mooney for Chicago is, I think is, is somewhat interesting. I don't know that I can go there in cash, but at 4,200, he could be a, a low punt play. He's really outperforming Allen Robinson this year, which is somewhat surprising. He has 15 targets in his first two games. Hasn't done a ton with them, but could be a guy that if he can get you 10 to 12 points and you're looking you're looking for a punt, if you want to build a lineup with multiple of the top-end guys, he could be a guy that you're looking at. All right, Phil. Um, give us some, some GPP takes here. Uh, you know, there's so many players to choose from. And uh, again, you can get you can get a slate breaker at like sub ten percent for sure at the wide receiver position, probably sub five percent. So uh, give me some names that that you're looking at for your tournament builds. Yeah, like you said, there's so many different ways that you could go here. Uh, be, before I get into some of those sub ten percent guys, I want to say that. If you're multi-entering, uh, just because we all nodded at Cooper Cup in cash games doesn't mean that he shouldn't be in your tournament lineups as well. Um, he's not as grossly underpriced as he clearly was last week, but he should be another five to $700 if he's going to be running a route on every single one of Matthew Stafford's dropbacks and commanding a 38% uh, target share. Um, but sticking with the Rams, I, I think that all of their receivers are somewhat interesting for tournaments, especially because the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have very quietly through two games allowed more uh, PPR fantasy points to enemy wide receivers than any other team. Uh, so Robert Woods, he stands out as grossly underpriced. I think he's at 5700 uh, on DraftKings. And then you got Van Jefferson, who really uh, took over for... Uh, Deshaun Jackson and uh, Tutu Atwell, those guys did not play last week. Uh, so it looks like Van Jefferson kind of put his stamp on the wide receiver three roll there. And that uh, at, at $3,400, I think is very interesting given the game environment. Uh, sub 10%. Uh, Devin didn't like Metcalf. I, I think I'm a little bit more bullish only because I think Tyler Lockett is is going to be pretty popular. And, I mean, how long are all of Metcalf's receptions going to be within 20 yards of the line of scrimmage while Russell Wilson is leading the league in yards per pass attempt? Uh, just doesn't seem sustainable. Some defensive back or safety is going to trip, and, uh, and Metcalf is going to blow by him for a long one eventually. Uh, could it be this week? Sure. Uh, so I, I don't mind the play. And, and that's a tournament-only thing. And uh, Kenny Galladay is another guy that's on my list. Uh, this is all Wrong predicated receiver. on... I'm sorry? Wrong receiver in New York. Well, again, I'm, I'm talking tournaments, and, okay. this is pre- and, this is, and this is predicated on his health because he's got a hip thing, uh, which dates back to last year. It seems like he aggravated it. Uh, he's been practicing on a limited basis, but supposedly... He didn't do any route running today at practice, so he's a little bit up in the air. But I think that Sterling Shepard is going to command a little bit of ownership this week, especially because Daniel Jones is going to be somewhat popular, uh, and he deserves it. I mean, Shepard has a 28% target market share. He's had great 
performances in consecutive games. But I, I think that uh, Galladay was brought in to be the wide receiver one. It's predictable that he started slowly. He was injured all of the preseason as well. Didn't really have a chance to get on the same page. But what Daniel Jones is doing really well, in addition to running the ball, is chucking it deep. Uh, and he had an accurate deep ball last year, too. Uh, Galladay is that clasher that could go up and get those contested catches. Uh, he's better suited than anyone else to catch the ball in the red zone for the Giants. Uh, he's got a 21% share of the targets. Uh, I think that he could be sneaky if Shepard is, is going to be more popular, uh, especially because the injury will probably take a, a couple percentage points uh, off of his uh, percent rostered. Yeah, and you nailed it with the with the Daniel Jones number. And I think, you know, he's trending to be a chalky quarterback. And I think we've got Galladay right now at, at like 5%. And I think that's going to come in way higher because I think you nailed it too. He is the big play guy. He's the guy they've paid a lot of money to. And uh, he's got a couple of dots already in our lineup HQ. So I think more people will go there and uh, might not be sneaky, but – uh, again, I think we all know like that guy is an alpha. Like he was an unbelievable talent there with Detroit, and I don't think that went away uh, going to New York. Okay, um, John, what you got at the wide receiver position? Uh, throw some names out there that we haven't heard. You got to turn your mic on though. Okay, I, I think uh, the guys the guys hit on some good plays, uh, quite a few actually, um, along the way. Uh, Cooper Cup in cash games. Um, in terms of, in terms of cash, Cooper cup is, is definitely, you slot him right in. Um, I, I like, uh, Chris Godwin against the Rams, uh, in cash this week at 6,100. I don't think you go the, all the way up this week, uh, because again, you're spending up at that running back position and then, uh, in the lower range, um, I think you sprinkle in guys like, um, KJ Osborne, believe it or not at 3,500. Miko Hardman at 3,900. He's the wide receiver too, one of the best offense in, in the in the game, uh, with the best quarterback in the game, and um, and, and they're using him a lot more this year. So uh, that mixture uh, from the GPP side, I, I love the uh, the Rams, and um, you know, you kind of stole my my uh, thunder there, uh, Phil, with with regards to the guys you like. I think Van Jefferson is a fantastic play. And I hope nobody listens to the show and nobody watches the show and he, he continues to go like 3%. But um, he is, on my sheet, the highest value, the, the most likely to reach GPP value. Last week, he had 92% um, of the snaps and he ran 100% of routes run. Um, and he's 3,400 on a team that uh, is slated to score 27.5 points against the GOAT. Tom Brady that could go back and forth and back and forth. Great play. Love it. Um, and I do like those receivers. I like Tyler Lockett too. So uh, uh, Metcalf was already mentioned. I think that uh, that Tyler Lockett is also in play. I'll throw uh, one more out there with T Higgins sitting. I think Tyler Boyd becomes pretty interesting at 4,700 because he should get additional act. Devin, would, if you, yeah. if you are going to play Kyler, who do you run him back with? Who or who are you who are you playing on Arizona? Yeah, it's tough because if you go Kyler and Hopkins, it's you got nothing left. <laughs> you have like you're playing Clyde Edwards Elaire and Mike Davis and those guys. Um do you have to play him? Like 
with a guy, I don't know because like he could have a two touchdown rushing game pretty easily. Um, I, I think in single entry, you definitely don't need to. Yeah, in, in like the MME yeah. type stuff, you probably still do. Yeah, like maybe AJ Green. I don't. That's the problem with Kyler. It's like both him and Hopkins. You know where the, it's kind of like Josh Allen and Diggs last year, where like you know where those targets are going, and a rushing touchdown actually hurts you. So that's the problem because you don't get the double points of the the passing. Um, one last guy I'll throw out there: Jabbar Chase, um, fifty four hundred. He was open almost every play last week, um, and Burrow didn't have a lot of time. Pittsburgh's defense has struggled. The question is if Cincinnati can protect him. Chase is running deeper routes um, than than Boyd will, but. Um, he could be a he could be a guy that goes under the radar when it's all said and done. And if Higgins is out, I think that puts him squarely in play, and I yeah. think that's a definite possibility. Uh, all right, let's uh, run through some tight ends here, and we'll start with John this time. Uh, we saw some kind of busted chalk in week one and two. You know, Pitts and then Higby. Uh, this week, we're not seeing a whole lot of like guys that are absolutely standing out. I guess on FanDuel, you know, uh, Devin mentioned Hawkinson looks, you know, pretty cheap. But the, the salary cap's softer over there anyway. So I think, like, a guy even like Kelsey is is more in play on, on FanDuel than he probably is on DraftKings. Um, but right now, we don't have – we've got one guy at 10%, and that's Mark Andrews, who I actually like this week. I do think he's ready to kind of have a breakout game. Um, haven't really seen it yet this year, but dude's a stud. What's your thoughts on the tight end position? Are you paying up or uh, are there any sleepers for us to consider? Yeah, I mean, I think in, in cash, um, I don't know that you, you can't get there. You probably can't get there. Darren Waller uh, makes sense at 7,400. He's basically a, uh, you know, a top end wide receiver one at the tight end position. If you can get there, you absolutely can and should do it. Um but if you can't, I'm going back to the well with Tyler Higby this week at 4K. Um, he burned me last week. I think he was my number two most rostered player behind Chris Carson. Um, and, and I'll have him again this week. He, he's running. He's in 100% of their plays. He's on, a, on an offense that uh, is slated to score amongst the highest uh, in the league. And uh, he, he's, he's a guy that historically has been in the end zone uh, right place, the right time. So those two guys are my cash game plays. And then uh, in terms of GPPs, I think you mentioned this fellow earlier in the show, Dan. Um, Hawkinson against Baltimore at 5,200 is a guy that I like quite a bit uh, for, for tournament play. But uh, my, my pool here is going to be relatively small compared to other weeks. So uh, just to recap, cash, Higby Waller, GPP, uh, Hawkinson, and I'll throw in Noah Fant without giving the justification. Uh, you jerk. You made me reminded me that I forgot to recap wide receivers. Dang it. <laughs> all right. We're learning. We're learning. We'll get there, guys. Um, all right. Uh, Phil, I saw you, you You throw up the, the, the black-eyed Joe. So uh, I think that was on Darren Waller. You in that uh, in that camp this week. Yep, really like uh, Waller, especially in comparison to Kelsey, because you get the $800 savings. And Travis Kelsey has to contend with Derwin James this week. Not saying that he can't beat Derwin James because he's Travis Kelsey, but, you know, all things uh, being equal, I would much rather play Waller 
who, like John said, is basically a, a wide receiver one in a tight end's clothing. And I, I think, uh, it, you know, like you said, Dan, too, th- there's really not necessarily a chalky tight end. So I think you're going to see modest ownership on Waller because uh, there, there's really no room, uh, especially in like the chalky build, uh, for much of a, a spend up at at the tight end position. It actually makes me wonder if if Higby, even though he uh, he did bust as the chalk last week, is is going to end up uh, maybe as the most popular guy just because of his price and the game environment and the fact that he was on the field and did run routes. Um, other than that, I think John said it. Uh, the pool is small. You know, you're looking at Waller, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Andrews. I'll throw one super, 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 super thin play out. Um, what did you what What did you guys make of Max Williams' yes! uh, breakout last week? Yes, he's the James O'Shaughnessy of this week. <laughs> um, you know what? I was digging in a little bit here because – I think Devin just answered it in that last segment when I asked him, like, who do you want to play with Kyler? And you're like, I don't know. I want to play any of these wide receivers. Maybe we just play Max Williams, 75% of the snaps, seven targets. And by the way, the Jags have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in both weeks one and weeks two, uh, week two. I don't think it's the thinnest play way better than O'Shaughnessy last week. <laughs> well, here, here's the I'm, thing. I'm I mean, more. Max Williams, at the very least, was a former second-round pick, and there oh, is yeah. a the, there there is a precedent, right, for tight ends breaking out late. Uh, if if it's going to happen at any position, it's going to happen at tight end. So, who knows? Maybe there's a a little bit of an awakening there. But uh, Dan had mentioned last week. I remember when talking about Noah Fant. Like, hey, Pharaoh Brown uh, just yeah. got over on the Jaguars, right? So now we have a two-week sample where Pharaoh Brown killed the Jags. Uh, Noah Fant and Albert O combined for 10 catches and a touchdown against the Jags. We we really might be seeing the new, uh, uh, what did Al call it? The uh, flowchart, right? Flow where chart. you. Yeah, where where you just automatically, you know, is uh, is the tight end playing Jacksonville? Well, if that's the case, you play him. So I like it, Bill. I like it. The answer this week is TJ Hawkinson. Twenty targets in his first two games. He's too cheap. I mean, he should be six K right now, and at fifty one or fifty two hundred on DraftKings, too cheap. Um, Austin Hooper is going to score a touchdown this week. I think it's a it's oh, a good prop. Six. good number. It's a good it's a good prop if you want to take him. The I think fifty six or fifty eight percent of the targets last week went to tight ends, and there's no Beckham, no Landry. I get all that, but how healthy is Beckham going to be? Um, this is a tight end, tight end focused offense, so I think Hooper Hooper finds the end zone this week. But a vast majority of my plays is just going to be Hawkinson um, in moving to the next position. I really wish Max Williams was like 2,500. God, he's <laughs> not even like free on DraftKings. 32 is his number. Um, all right, so let's give the quick recap for the people. Uh, Tyler Higby, I agree. I think he he and Hawkinson are going to be the top two options for you likely this week. And I, I, do like, no, I do like Mark Andrews a little bit this week. I think he might score a touchdown finally against Detroit well overdue. 
Um, maybe we shouldn't crap on the defense position so much on this show because it basically like if you want to win a Millie Maker or a mass multi-entry GPP, you got to have the right defense. Because what was it, like 20-some-odd points last week, I think it was, for Buffalo. Um, it's hard to predict, though. That's the problem we run into. Phil, you got any insight on defense this week that you can give us that, uh, you know, uh, you think that we, we obviously want teams that provide upside. You know, it's not always just – winning the game or keeping the team low scoring we need the turnovers i love the pick last week didn't didn't pan out with san francisco but who can be a team that can that you look back afterwards and be like man you needed them to win a gpp this week who is it Hmm. well i think my overall insight on defenses before i answer your question is that you go into the optimizer, you set your maximum exposure on every defense to 15% and you hit the run button and, and you see what happens. Uh, but if, <laughs> that is uh, honest and true advice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if I had to uh, answer, answer the question with what defense strikes me this week, Tennessee's defense is fairly awful, but if they're going to be matched up against Jacob Eason, who is a, a a pocket passer with so-so, you know, say it, don't spray it, accuracy and uh, and zero mobility. I think that you have to look at them at at twenty four hundred. So that's the uh, the closest thing that I have to team defense advice this week is play the Titans and heck, even if uh, Carson Wentz is the quarterback, I mean, he's not going to be able to move much on a pair of sprained ankles. Um, I would hate to try that out. So Tennessee. All right, John, what you got? Anything? Uh, I like Tennessee for cash, but I think, I think you can look to Buffalo. Uh, I think Buffalo has got a decent defense. Uh, secondary certainly, um, in, in years past in recent history has been stellar Tredavious white out there. And, uh, they're going up against uh, a quarterback in, in the Washington football team, Taylor Heineke. Um, who, in fairness, looked pretty darn good last week. I'm just not convinced he's the real deal. And because the Bills are 3,800 on DraftKings, they could go overlooked because uh, the tendency has been to pay down at the position. Um, and I'm looking at uh, Rotor Grinders lineup builder right now. They have them at 5.5%. Um, I think you could do worse. It's a quality defense against an unproven quarterback at uh, low percent rostered. I kind of like the Bills this week in GPPs. And we have yellow weather, uh, according to Kevin Roth, our chief meteorologist. Sustained winds around 15 with gusts 20 to 30. So um, might be not the best of conditions as well, which is advantageous to the defense. Uh, Devin. I'll throw a stack out there. It's sort of Phil-esque, but Trevor Lawrence against Arizona's defense. Um, hope for a pick six and Lawrence is throwing for most of the game. So um, that would be about as contrarian as you can have. Yes. It now, would be. You don't normally play your quarterback against your defense, but nobody will have it. But I don't, I don't think that's bad. That's a deep right. GPP play. Do that, not yeah, play that's, in, that's, that's like you're playing. That's just uh, having fun an hour into the show. What is it? Quarter arcade? Yeah, throw that yeah, in the quarter arcade, shot. maybe. Why Put not? it in a three dollar. There you go. I like it. Put it in the three dollar. 
Okay, let's get into, uh, before we get out of here, let's do some just quick kind of GPP thoughts, whether it's plays or strategy. I'm going to start out today, and the one thing that uh, we've noticed through the first two weeks of the season is we've had actually two, like the Millie Maker winning lineups on DraftKings have been like two of the most contrarian lineups we've had over the last couple of years. And I think it just goes to show you how smart the field is getting and how they're starting to use tools like football guys and roto grinders. And they're wising up to like the chalk. I think the chalk is chalkier than ever. So don't be afraid to get contrarian in these mass multi-entry contests because that is what has been winning to this point. Now that will change throughout the year. Of course, this week isn't looking uber chalky to me. Uh, I don't think this trend continues this week, but uh, just a little bit of a uh, is is Phil often says. Looking back at previous weeks, learn. That's one thing I've learned is very contrarian lineups have been very successful thus far. All right, Phil, I'm going to go to you next. Give me a bit of GPP advice this week. Well, Dan, um, I'm going to I'm going to continue with my theme of honesty, and uh, I'm going to say that. I, I did not read the show sheet ahead of time, and I, I was not prepared to answer this question. Uh, th- therefore, <laughs> I, I don't have a great answer for you right now. And uh, rather than stumble and fumfer, I'm just going to flip it over to one of the other guys. It's not uh, like you, we you, do this segment every single <laughs> week. You, you know what it is, though, is is that this is really a hard week for tournaments because there isn't a clear chalk. Uh, so it, it's really going to boil down to what happens at the end of the week with those roster projections. Uh, keep an eye on on Devin's article on on football guys. Keep an uh, an eye on Roto Grinders, and um, you know see if anything emerges towards the end of the week where you could gain some leverage on the field. But um, right now, I know I said I wasn't going to say anything, and I am uh, rambling on. You, you shot yourself in the foot because you gave great advice, and that's wait until Sunday morning to build your lineups because the injuries are too suspect this week. And I think that's great advice because what Dan I think said, we, well, weeks one and two was pretty straightforward. Like there wasn't a whole lot of injuries this week. Uh, what you build today on Thursday night will probably look very different on Sunday. Come on, Phil. You had it. You had it in you. Oh, Devin, you're up next. Yeah, I think Phil should be a politician because just when we're ready to get out of here, he starts filibustering. Uh, he goes on these long rants at the end of the show. Um, I'm going to throw a stack out there that I, I didn't get to earlier this week. Or We didn't talk about Russell Wilson as a quarterback play, and I, I think that this is a prime game stack where you can take Tyler Lockett you can even take DK Metcalf, one of those two guys, and then run it back with Justin Jeff- Jefferson or Adam Thielen. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there before the end of the show. Yeah, I think that uh, that new Seattle offense is legit. Like, I mean, Carson kind of got lucky last week. I mean, he 31 yards, but got those two touchdowns. At the end of the day, they want to pass it, and we're seeing yeah. that so far. John, what you got before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, pay attention to this. I think this is, uh, well, I'm giving it, so I think it's good advice. Uh, Over at uh, DraftKings, they have these 20-entry max tournaments. Uh, You know, it's not quite multi-entry, mass multi-entry, but it's not single-entry either. 
uh, finding that middle ground, I think, is nice. And one of the, the strategies that people can employ, and this week I'm looking at it, I had enough time to pull it up. They've got a $1, they've got a $2, a 3 and a 4 So you can do 20 40 60 80 whatever your budget, and enter and, and, and max out your entries here. Um, what I like to do here is the following. I pick two guys that I absolutely love, and I lock them into every lineup. And hopefully they're correlated, but if they're not, that's okay. And then what I do is uh, in both of our sites, Rotor Grinders and Football Guys have lineup builders where I'll stack a single game every, every which way, <clears throat> such that if that game goes off and those two players that I liked more than any other team go off, you immediately jump above 90 plus percent of the, of the lineups. I think it's a perfect way to, to go about winning them. And uh, if you do it 17 weeks, you're going to have that happen two or three times and give yourself a chance at a top two to three percent finish. Um, so uh, tr try it out and see what happens. Excellent advice as always. Um, thank you guys and gals so much for joining us once again here on the Football Guys DFS Power Grid presented by Roto Grinders. We're back with you each and every week here on YouTube and on the podcast feeds. And uh, please, if you're not a subscriber, check it out. Both sites, I'm telling you, extremely complimentary to each other. If you try to grind some of the other sports, we can help you out over at Roto Grinders. If you're a season long player, you got the sit start questions. They obviously can handle all that at Football Guys. They've been doing that for years. So uh, thank you so much as always for joining us. We'll talk to you next week for Devin, for Phil, for tip and pick. I'm Dan. Be nice in the comments, and we'll talk to you next week. See you, everybody. <laughs>